Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and thank you for joining me this week when I'm going to be talking about the three big ideas I took from the book Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath. Keep listening to find out why you should be creating moments that matter, the four elements of a defining moment and what to look for in a moment, plus how to apply all of this to your workplace or family. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Before we get stuck into the three big ideas I took from the book, The Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath, a little bit about the authors. Chip Heath and his brother Dan have written three New York Times bestselling books, Made to Stick, Switch and Decisive. Their books have sold over 2 million copies worldwide and have been translated into 33 languages, including Thai, Arabic and Lithuanian. The Power of Moments is their most recent book, and of course the one we're talking about today. Chip is a professor at the Stanford Graduate School of Business, teaching courses on strategy and organisations. He has helped over 450 startups hone their business strategy and messages. He lives in California. Dan is a senior fellow at Duke University's Case Center, which supports entrepreneurs fighting for social good. He lives in North Carolina. All of that information comes from the website heathbrothers.com slash the power of moments, which there is a link to in the show notes. A little bit about the book before I share about the ideas. In this book, the authors explore why certain brief experiences can jolt us and elevate us and change us and how we can learn to create such extraordinary moments in our life and work. While human lives are endlessly variable, our most positive, memorable moments are dominated by four elements. Elevation, insight, pride and connection. If we embrace these elements, we can conjure more moments that matter, not just for ourselves, but for others. What if a teacher could design a lesson that he knows his students would remember 20 years later? And what if a manager knew how to create an experience that would delight her customers? What if you had a better sense of how to create memories that matter for your children? This book delves into some of the fascinating mysteries of experience. Why we tend to remember the best or worst moment of experience, as well as the final moment, and forget the rest. Why we feel most comfortable when things are certain, but we feel most alive when they're not and why our most cherished memories are clustered into a brief period during our youth. Again, that information was taken from the heathbrothers.com website. This is one of the books that when I was looking back at it to write the notes for this podcast, I really got excited again. I was thinking about all the ways that this could be applied to some of the organisations I work with, particularly from a culture perspective, and particularly as part of culture, thinking about team norms, what is celebrated and what is created to create more meaningful interactions and moments for people. Firstly, a big thank you to Steph Yo, who not only has a brilliant first name, but also introduced me to that, this book. So thanks, Steph. Let's get into the big ideas. Number one is focus on moments that matter. As I mentioned in the intro, we have a bias towards the peaks, which might be a high or a low, the endings and transitions when recalling overall experiences of something. However, you can help create those. For example, the concept of signing day for high school seniors to reveal where they're going to college to their friends and family. This was a concept introduced at a high school in the US when two teachers had been watching the American college students on TV announcing who they were being signed by in the big sports teams. 
they decided to create a similar moment to celebrate that transition for their high school students, particularly as for many of those, they were the first in their families to be going to college, to university. So this was hugely important. So they created this signing day. The high school seniors would stand up on the stage and reveal where they were going with everyone watching. This then inspired future junior students to be up there and doing the same. So to maybe apply themselves to their studies a little bit more over the next couple of years so that they too could be stood on the stage experiencing that huge moment of elation, that transition moment as they move from high school to college. There's a lot in the book about the concept of defining moments. A defining moment is defined as a short experience that's both meaningful and memorable. There's an example in the book that they use a number of times about a hotel in LA called Magic Castle. It's one of the most popular hotels and it's one of the most well-rated hotels in the LA area, which given there's some pretty fancy hotels in the area is quite a feat, especially as the accommodation is a little bit average. However, what they do is they make the forgettable remarkable and they don't worry about everything. So they might not have the nicest rooms in the world, but what they do have are those small details. For example, the popsicle hotline. So when you're laying by the pool and it's getting a little bit warm and you want uh, an ice lolly or an ice cream, you call the big red phone, the popsicle hotline, and they serve up to you on a silver platter a nice ice cold ice lolly. It's those little things that create those magical little moments in someone's holiday. So that when they phone their friends or when they go back home and tell their colleagues, their friends, their family about their holiday, it's that that's going to stick out. Not necessarily the pool or the hotel room, etc. It's those small forgettable moments that they have made remarkable. So that was big idea number one, focus on moments that matter. Big idea number two is the four elements of a defining moment. Just now I mentioned the definition of a defining moment, a short experience that's both meaningful and memorable. The four elements of a defining moment are elevation, transcending the normal course of events. For example, that popsicle hotline, delivering the ice lolly on a silver platter. It's transcending the normal course of events. That's elevation. Number two is insight, rewiring our understanding of self or the world. For example, someone seeing the cult that they're part of for what it really is and deciding to get out. They trip over the truth. As insight, number three is pride, capturing us at our best, moments of achievement or courage. For example, the hugely successful couch to 5K, especially as this builds in milestones to create mini moments of pride throughout the achievement. And finally, connection, the fourth element of a defining moment. Defining moments should be social. They are strengthened because we share them with others. For example, weddings, funerals, graduations, etc. Thinking about those four elements of a defining moment is really important because if you're looking to curate or create defining moments, you have to look for those four elements. So for elevation, for insight, for pride or connection, for it to really stick and mean something to people. So that was big idea number two, the four elements of defining moments. Big idea number three is the idea of looking for moments. As I mentioned in big idea number one and in the intro to this, there's three key types of moments. There's a transition, a milestone and a pit. So you have to be looking for these. And this is the point where you can start to create moments or these are the points where you can start to create moments for others and for yourself. So a transition, for example, and this is the one that really stuck with me from a work perspective and particularly from a culture perspective. So how many times have you seen 
induction for a new person joining a company done really badly. You may have experienced this yourself. You may even be responsible for some, for some really terrible inductions. That's not a great experience. The transition to a new company, a new organization is a huge moment and one that should be celebrated. There's some fantastic examples in there from John Deere, the machinery company in the US who in Asia piloted a new induction program. And it was so popular that people who had worked at the company for a number of years wanted to actually leave and rejoin so that they could experience this fantastic moment that was very much celebrated. The other moment you can look for is a milestone. So this obviously has things like birthdays, anniversaries, but also again, from a work perspective, thinking about some quirky little milestones you can throw in. For example, when someone has made X number of sales calls, recognizing that, celebrating that, and putting those mini milestones into people's career. So they don't have to wait five years or 10 years or 20 years to achieve some of those milestones that they might otherwise have to. Again, it's something you can get quite creative and have some fun with so that it becomes part of your organization or your team culture. Similarly, with your friends, with your family, thinking about what milestones you might want to recognize that are non-traditional, but will help someone to, to mark an important point in their life, which might otherwise go unnoted. The other moment to look for is a pit. And there's a really good example in the book, a little clinic or a little case study around retail banking. And there are plenty of pits when it comes to retail banking. I'm sure you've all got stories of that. One of the examples it gives around how banks could improve the customer experience around some of these key moments and including a pit. So for example, if someone gets divorced or gets laid off, how about creating a moment from that pit in someone's life, in one of your customer's lives, by giving them a three month window, a little cooling off period until they get their finances and other things back in order and actually adding something to people's lives and existence and experience rather than adding an additional worry to people in that position, which a number of them would be. Again, it makes the point that banks are in a unique position to offer counsel and support to these people. So why don't they? They don't think of the customer experience in moments. And that reiterates big idea number three, which is to look for moments. Look for them not just in your own life, but in your customers' lives, in your team's lives, in your family members, in your friends' lives. Look for moments and think about how you can mark them. Look for the transitions, the milestones and the pits. That leads me nicely into one of the things I really liked about this book is that, again, similar to some of the others, it really stuck with me, this concept of moments. And like I mentioned, when I was reading back through the book to remind myself to make some notes for this podcast, I got really excited again about the concept of finding and creating moments for myself, for others, for those around me. And just those little things that can make such a big difference. One of the things that I really like doing is giving gifts and it's something that I think I'm relatively good at. So this made me excited about some of the other ways and things I could do to give gifts to people and other, other excuses to do that rather than just waiting for a birthday or a certain holiday to do that. Obviously, I really like this book in the concept and in the context of team culture. There are so many things that if you're working with a team, if you're looking to change your organizational culture, there are so many things in this book that will be really useful particularly around things like team norms, what gets celebrated, what is the shared language, what gets recognized and how is that rewarded? It's definitely something that I use and think about when I'm doing culture work with teams and encourage you to do the same. I'd really recommend this book to anyone who wants to make a little bit of a difference, who wants to think differently about what matters. 
and particularly anyone who is going through culture change in an organization who is in charge of onboarding, really important. Or if you are part of a customer experience team or customer service and you're thinking about how to differentiate yourself from the competition, because there are so many ways you could be doing that and understanding people's lives and the moments in them and how to mark those would be hugely beneficial to you. If you've read this book, or if you do go on to read this book, I'd love to know what you think and and what moments you then start to think about celebrating. I personally think it pairs really nicely with The Art of Gathering, which I talked about in an earlier episode. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Contact details are all in the show notes, but otherwise, I don't speak to you before. Until next time, happy reading.